So welcome Hoorah. anyone who might be listening. Uh, this is our City of Geek podcast. It's been a little bit since our last recording, since our last post. Yeah. Um, I think our last recording was what when, when we did the mythical Nicholas Cage that may or may not ever get posted. I'm figuring like out how that ago. works, and uh, uh. I kind of got a little busy and sidetracked other things, and haven't really kind of neglected the posting on the site and working on anything on the site recently. Oh, excuse me, Bob. I don't care that there's a pandemic <laughs> and people are dying. We need to get the City of Geek podcast up there. The that's people the, are counting on us. I made a post the other day. But this is the uh, first time we're trying to do this uh, remotely. Every other mm-hmm. podcast we've done has been, you know, with us in my all living in room. room. In Kim's <laughs> living room. Uh, a new thing for us all. Uh, so and hopefully the audio comes out okay and uh, figure out how to do it best. Sadly, we're not my old Chromebook. Scones. <laughs> Something about scones? Yes. Someone, someone in this in this cluster uh, made some scones, and we're not getting any of them. <laughs> oh, I did make some scones. I could hold the bag up if you'd like. <laughs> I think it's uh, they haven't quite gotten smell-o-vision in yet, so oh. yeah. This is what I do yeah. when I'm left to my own devices. I bake and I cook a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> And then so, I put uh, it in the freezer because I'm one person. And to save them forever, you know, in a, in a month or so when we're allowed to leave our houses again. Because um, as, as many of our listeners might know or our new listeners don't know, uh, we are in Seattle. So we are at the epicenter. Of, well, we, the former epicenter, now New York. I was going to say, yeah, New York, New York was that? like, hold my beer. New York is 40% <laughs> of all the cases in the United States, like 67,000. And we have like seven or eight in the city. Uh, and, and well, diagnosed. Like we've also not been quite on top of our testing, but that's no, a whole yeah, other exactly. So testing wise, we might actually be worse. You never know. Uh, but at this moment, as of official cases, yeah, New York definitely has us uh, beat to shit. So, uh, but we we are still in the heavy quarantine, heavy heavy stay at home orders. Um, so everything's a little little different for us. But we've all been keeping busy based upon our, our Facebook uh, posts and. Uh, so I guess leading off our conversation today is what have you guys been doing to keep uh, to keep safe? I know we're talking about particular titles later, stuff we've been watching. This more of a general sense. How, how, how's everyone doing? I'm essential, Bob. I actually have to work, <laughs> unlike some. Uh, <laughs> man, that sucks. I, oh, I, it it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, I'm working from home, uh, and uh, yeah. That's about it. I'm working from home. Hopefully, I will continue to work from home, which means I will still continue to have a job full time. And as of now, it looks like I do. So, fingers crossed that will continue to be the case. Uh, as far as what I'm doing to stay sane, uh, trying to get motivated, it is a little bit difficult. It's it's first world problems for sure. I'm I would imagine all of us agree with the same thing, but being pretty much cooped up in your place indefinitely um, without the ability to get the hell out uh, is kind of starting to drive me a little nuts. Uh, uh, So yeah, I mean, like everybody else, I've been uh, hitting the streaming hard. Uh, My big fetish on streaming has been Amazon Prime because in an era where uh, the Netflix streaming options are becoming increasingly homogenized and increasingly focused on um, their own content, uh, Amazon Prime gives a deep, 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 it gives the opportunity for a deep dive into 
just about any like movie watching Jones you could find. Um, a couple months ago, long before this pandemic, I was able to go onto Amazon Prime and watch list about 40 different Italian spaghetti Westerns. Um, <laughs> like absolutely like uh, obscure as shit. Um, there's like maybe four other human beings on the planet besides me who would probably be interested in watching them. Me and maybe Cody. Yeah, this is not a six degrees of Italian <laughs> trash cinema separation. My brother, my brother and Matei. Hell uh, yeah, brother. But uh, yeah, I mean that's and honestly, I've been I really kind of haven't been watching a lot of what I think people have been watching, which are pandemic movies. Um, I don't <laughs> and Tiger King. I I what I'm trying to do is I'm watching a bunch of these movies and I'm hoping. Uh, when I get sufficient motivation to put together a rando triple feature um, uh, article uh, once a week uh, for, for the city of geek blog website, uh, cityofgeek.com in case you're not already there. And uh, yeah, I mean, mostly that I watched a few new things. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm a single guy, so I don't eat super fancy. I've been, uh, so I've been eating about the way I would normally eat. Um, and that's pretty much the long and short of it on this end. What about you guys? Uh, I, I mean, as, as a professional artist and teaching artist, I've been struggling a little with the, uh, how, how do we <laughs> continue making our livelihood when people can't go anywhere? Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. uh, I've been teaching my first online class this week with uh, one of the theaters I work with. So that's been fun. I've also been recording a bunch of videos for my uh, pre-K drama classes, which are a hoot to do. Uh, involves me, you know, talking really animatedly to nothing. Like you're talking to some three, four, and five-year-olds. So that's, that's weird. Uh, but I made some pretty quality videos about Wreck-It Ralph and dancing like Wreck-It Ralph and uh, dressing oh, up awesome. like a video game character. And I uh, have sent the videos to my friends with toddlers to kind of, you know, sample audience them. And I'll get responses being like, my kid just watched your video five times in a row. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's, <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> um, we, I, unfortunately, I, I had a death in the family last week. And so that also, uh, the timing was, was, was a little bit not I mean, there's never a good time for it, but but right when everybody's going into quarantine, um, kind of dealing with that on top of everything has not been my favorite. But tomorrow, I am excited. Tomorrow, uh, April 1st, I don't know, I shouldn't say tomorrow, and we're not exactly sure when this is going to come out. Tomorrow, April 1st, I'm starting uh, 30 Days of Quarantine in honor of 100 Days of Horror. <laughs> So I'll be watching 30 horror films, one each day, uh, specifically looking at films that are, you know, zombie, apocalypse, disease films. Uh, unlike 100 Days of Horror, they do not have to be ones that I've never seen before. They can be ones I've seen. Yeah, like, that definitely... might be a stretch to find that many in that particular I don't know. I mean, zombie films Are you kidding me? Alone. There's a lot of shitty zombie movies yeah. out there. Yeah. I, I mean, like, awesome. you can, like, just, like, look for two seconds on Amazon Prime and find 30 shit zombie films. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a given. I was moving more Bob, like your pandemic what the based fuck? ones, you know. But I, 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 partially too, because this should be, this is, should be something yeah. as, as like a fun experience and 100 Days of Horror is fun, but there are times I'm watching movies and I'm like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Uh, <laughs> and, and Don't I, we all, Kim? Don't well, we all? 
But uh, uh, I mean, even just like you know, Anna and the Apocalypse. I love that movie. I'm gonna watch it during. It's on, it's on Hulu, so it's on Hulu. It's and, on. You own it, right? It's on a well, and I own it, and it's on a bunch of. It actually streams on multiple um, streaming sites. Uh, but there's 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 plenty of material to choose from. I mean, like I I'd like to go through like the Wreck movies, which I haven't watched in years, and it's also a, I've like seen I'm, the first one. Yeah, I, I I think I stopped after number three because number three was not good yeah, um, i had the first three in quarantine one so yeah but it's it's i again there's there's plenty of material and and i think it'll be kind of a fun thing i've posted it to the 100 days of horror facebook group and and on twitter and and uh I, it's a little, little diversion so if you you want to join in feel free we're going to be posting about it in the 100 days of horror facebook group we can post about it for city of geek i post about it on twitter at seattle screams uh yeah so that's kind of what i've been up to if you have kids who want to take theater classes hit me up too i can send you in a couple great directions for some online content keep you keep you sane or keep them sane and all of the above yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, speaking of classes, I've, yeah, I've been busy with uh, starting the master's program for Seattle U, uh, for master's of teaching. Um, that started like the week that Seattle essentially got locked down. Um, and now Seattle U won't be having any in-person classes until uh, the fall, fall quarter. And uh, since part of this was also partying part of um, going to schools, that's now not happening since... Seattle Public Schools probably be out for a while, but that's where my time has been. I'm really grateful that it, that one that we're able to have the classes at all, uh, and also to that we're able to transfer to online. Um, and that, but the fact that is it gets keeping my mind busy, keep me writing, keep me working on this, keep you know keeping the active. Uh, oh yeah, way. absolutely. Um, and meeting like you know 25 new people <laughs> to uh, to interact <laughs> with. Um, and uh, it, it sucks that we're not all physically in the same place, but the classes are flowing and a couple hours every morning and then afternoon to do our, our work and our writings and our readings. Um, and the next class starts tomorrow. Um, so that's essentially what's taken all my time because by the time I finish what I need to do for the day, I'm like, I don't want to write anything for the website, <laughs> but I'm hoping tonight's speak, you know, tonight's talk and record can hopefully just kind of get back in that groove and kind of get things more in a normal thing. Um, yeah, luckily, as you guys know, or listeners might not, but, you know, Alice and I, my wife and I are both very indoor people. Uh, we don't go out very often anyway. You know, usually I'm going somewhere it's to work or to the movies. Um, and my work was at the movies. <laughs> and occasionally, you know, the, the tours, but I haven't done that in a while. Um, and the, uh, so luckily, we're mostly okay with that. So, and, and my wife, you know, you guys know, Alice is a teacher, so she's doing, doing all right. Um, so hopefully, up next couple of days I'll catch up on my daily daily blog and start writing him the long reviews and maybe you'll, you know quarantine based based flicks or or themed things. Um, so that's what I'm kind of hoping. And actually, I think based upon once I look at my syllabus for this upcoming uh, next couple of weeks, I want to actually finally start what I've been talking about for months of doing that that worst movie of the year thing. Uh, with Veronica right. now that it's streaming. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll reach out for information for that and see if anyone wants to join. Maybe do like a group watch or group text. And uh, what was it that I found yesterday? I started watching and I was I stopped because I uh, stay this, out, stay live or something like that. Yeah, it was so bad, but it was circling back around to being good. It was so bad, so I was like, this has to either be live tweeted or, or movie watch partied or something. This this cannot be appreciated 
by myself. So hoorah! Yep. Yeah, it's like watching movies like that. You kind of have to watch it with somebody in a way, you know. I know it sucks oh, yeah. that you know you can't say come over and watch a shitty movie with us. Uh, I might live I tweet it though. I haven't done a live tweet in a while. I want to kind of start getting back in that groove. Yeah, it's uh hopefully we're all able to get into the groove, even if we're all staying inside. Like I'm been actually kind of fine just being inside all the time. Um, yeah, it's kind of how I live anyway, so it's not too much of a difference. Um, so I'm I'm feeling sane. I'm feeling good. We, we go out to the store. We went shopping yesterday and we're doing okay. So hopefully you guys are able to get out and get some, get what you need, get the essentials. I know Cody works every day, but. Um, yeah. I, uh, my job can't be done remotely too. So I go to my work site last week. I worked six days. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> but I guess it's, it's good to have that job security. I'm in an essential industry that I've been told pretty much if we end up shutting down, that means that, Things have gone horribly wrong. That's so, when we yeah. get in our cars and go fight a morning show, you know. <laughs> Carolyn, my wife, is homebound, so it's a good thing. She she and I love each other, but also I don't know how we could do a full month <laughs> in a six hundred square foot apartment. Mm-hmm. See, luckily, you are several here bedrooms and second floor. Is Cody? Was that? Cody, is your guinea pig making little noises? <laughs> she is, yes. That's adorable. Guess guinea pigs in this episode. There will be many guinea pigs. Carolyn is cleaning their cages, so I am guinea pig wrangler. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember doing that duty when I had red pet rats. So, yes. But uh, yeah, speaking of episodes, we did, uh, yeah, we might have a bunch of new listeners this time. Uh, we did gain a whole lot of new uh followers on the facebook group uh, oh yeah recently. i was i was curious how that yeah. happened i don't mean well, that in a mean uh, way i just um, mean like how'd that happen unfortunately oh, like, we posted that really early because I, I saw the post from nick mcgarris right and so it was shared super fast and i think that's where a lot of it came from but we definitely had a flood of people so if you're listening to us for the first time uh thank you hope you're still listening and we'll continue to uh and as we go through things, um, that's really so now we my reanimator shirt. I didn't mean, mean doing that Aww. for Stuart Gordon, but I did pull out this. I got a Friday Night Frights a while back. Nice. Yeah. Yay. I saw it a couple years ago. Um, so, yeah, do it. Uh, fortunately, I, I don't think it was anything to do with, with, the, with the virus, but we did lose Stuart Gordon. Anyone have anything to say about that? Uh, as far as details, I don't know anything. Um, yeah. yeah I, yeah, I it's I mean, it's a huge it's a massive loss. I mean, I I really think he was um, one of the um, kind of linchpin filmmakers uh, as far as genre goes, the 80s easily. Um, he managed to, albeit very loosely, but he managed to revitalize interest in H.P. Lovecraft's literary work. And he just was a damn good director. He knew mm. he knew how to integrate um, dark humor into his stuff. Uh, he knew how to build suspense. Um, I have never not been entertained by a Stuart Gordon movie, and there are a few of them that I would put like at the very tip top of the horror pantheon. Um, all timers, not just of the '80s, but all timers for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Fucking love Reanimator. That's one of those few movies that I actually paid like fifty dollars for the super nice version of from only the era uh, restoration of it that came with uh, 
Yeah. Really, really well done. Stuart Gordon was great. I mean, not just that, you know. Uh, I loved his Masters of Horror that he did. I thought that he was, was one, of his, one of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was... Oop, 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 oop. We got a cage. <laughs> hey, can, can you stop this rat from falling into the cage? I don't want it to hurt anybody. But, uh, yeah, From Beyond is, is still a great movie. And, uh, I love From Beyond. I'm glad that a lot of people are posting about Dagon. Because I think that's Dig, one of the best Yeah, ones. Dagon is excellent. I really... I, I honestly... Aside from the very antiquated... Uh, CGI effects that sort of rear their head at the very end. I think it's excellent. I think it's just, it's it's one of the best Lovecraft adaptations. As far as serious Lovecraft adaptations, it's one of the best. And it uh, it has a tension level that's right up there with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, and it has that same sort of um, who can you trust by uh, going coursing through most of it. So yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan. Shadow over Innsmouth is one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. So I'm yeah. glad to see it done right. Absolutely. Um, even of course, they changed the title for that because they gone sells by more than Shadow mm-hmm. Rensmith, but um, but it's, it sucks to lose him uh, during this. And I, I got to see Reanimator uh, on stage back in two thousand, the early two thousand, early two thousand tens when he did, when he directed that. Um, oh wow! With a uh, oh, awesome. and uh, Jesse Merlin, and it was yeah. fantastic. I made the trip to LA just to watch it because uh, my friend Jesse was playing um, was playing Doctor Hill. And he was great, and he he really killed it. And Stuart directed that. Um, he didn't come that particular night, but because <laughs> he would occasionally pop in. Uh, but it was a an absolute blast to watch, and great translation. And they, they, he adapted a couple. He was a big uh, stage director too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was where he. Films, uh, but. That was yeah, he was doing that well before horror mm-hmm. films, and he was pretty highly regarded um, in terms of uh, in terms of kind of French theater. So. Uh, yeah, and I think that's probably one of the places where he really honed his sense of black humor, which is which pops up in pretty much everything he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also give out a shout to Castle Freak. I love that movie. <laughs> and uh, Dolls oh my God, is a lot of yes. fun too. Oh, hey. Outside of Lovecraft, Cannon. yeah, like Dolls that. is really good. Dolls is Dolls is one of the is one of the best like dark fairy tales of the eighties. Oh, yeah. Love it, love it, love it. <sighs> so God, the, um, we... one of the other you know big issues that happens from uh from the quarantine and the virus is uh how it affects the rest of um you know hollywood generally uh it's like we're losing a lot of movies for this summer yeah that's for, that's for been hard a while to, to see yeah i mean i think pretty much God, what hasn't been moved at this point? Right from... now, Tenet hasn't changed yet. Uh, probably will soon. I expect to take Dune spot and Dune to push the next summer. Yeah. Oh, damn uh, it. I really want to see Dune. Uh, we'll get it. Just have to wait for it. <laughs> that could uh, give a shit about Tenet. I want to see me some Dune. But uh, and right now, that's still up there. And Wonder Woman's now August. I know. Uh, the Wonder Woman one was rough. I... Yeah. I'm. Re- yeah. I've been really excited for Wonder Woman, and I was really anticipating it. And now, I mean, well, I just hope they don't do that straight to streaming thing on that. No, that's no, a movie no. that doesn't. No. That was a rumor that. for like a minute. Well, it, yeah. th- there's a couple movies that's been a rumor for, and and for the most point, for the for the most part, uh, that's been quashed because I don't think financially that makes sense for some of the yeah. big blockbusters. Well, and you know, a lot of the, the movies that are getting put on there, it's like, I like Invisible Man. I loved it. It's probably my best movie of the three I've seen this year. Right. Um, but by far, I'm not going to go and pay $20 to stream it at home. No, I no. paid, I think, 
$20 for me and my mom to go see it in the theater. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, not quite going to do that. Um, and then, yeah, I'm like, $20? I'm sorry, I'm not going to see The Hunt for $20. I went and saw that. <laughs> like, I saw it opening day uh, with my Regal Unlimited. That's really the only reason I went and saw it. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, there was some performances that I thought were very good. And I'm not angry I watched it. I'm not um, angry I watched it. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I that's think... That's the best review I've heard so far. <laughs> I think that if I <laughs> had... I'm not angry that I watched it. Kim Douthat, <laughs> cityofgeek.com. I think that if I didn't have Regal Unlimited, it's a movie that I would have wanted to wait until it was streaming uh, to see. It, it's not a movie I would have needed to have paid, like, $13 to go see. Uh, but it... it had its moments misguided though they were there was an interesting idea in there i just don't know that it was executed in the best way but there was an idea there that was actually kind of intriguing but this also falls under another one where uh and i'm gonna double check this because i i i can't remember off the top of my head but um this is another one where the uh yeah the this i don't know the script the script needed some work the script needs some work let's just put it that way yeah i haven't seen it yet i was gonna see it and then everything yeah what happened I'm, yeah so that's good to say i'm not gonna pay to rent it i for you know for 20 bucks like i you know cody and i had amc a list it's like if i'm paying 20 dollars for you know three movies a week i'm not going to pay 20 dollars for that you know yeah um for something i essentially of course yeah i could see how it works like a family or if you have a bunch of people in your house like hopefully yeah. people you're not inviting people you already live with um yeah the, uh, the hunt viewing party everyone gets sick you know um like all those church choirs um that uh that's but yeah i, I can wait for most things uh but when it comes to like everything else is coming out soon looks like like from what i'm reading is that a lot of the hump for um for the virus will be mid-april to late april depending on where you are in the united states yeah. um and china reopened and then closed again their theaters when they had their uh their next hit um i'm i want to i wouldn't be surprised if like by june everything's kind of back up and running and we'll start getting things coming back into the um into the calendar yeah. like some things that don't have a new date yet maybe some things moving forward um, yeah, and I wonder. It might actually, I think, might be good for a lot of the stuff that that we tend to like as, as horror fans, as movie fans. Mm -hmm. um, I I would see the studios doing less tentpole movies for a little while, not dumping a lot of money into something that might. Because the thing with tentpole movies is like they either make a money hand over fist or they fizzle. Yeah, uh, there's really risk. no middle ground. Hollywood's okay. built its Hollywood has built uh, a business model that's put them in a in a feast or famine mode when it comes to a big a big tentpole movie. There's no there's no such there is very little such thing as uh, like mod, modest moderate middle uh, middle budget movies that still yeah. make it into multiplexes. Yeah, by and what large. I'm expecting is like a lot of like smaller releases uh, like A24, Bloomhouse, stuff like that. Those movies yeah. are made really well made for cheap, but make money hand over fist. Like yeah, uh, you know recently invisible man halloween yeah, even stuff like fantasy island is like 
was a piece of shit, but it cost like seven million dollars to make. It made like thirteen <laughs> opening weekend. You know, um, movies that are more likely to get a lot of money. You know, from, uh, from that are that are going to turn a profit because there yeah. hasn't been a giant investment put yeah. in on that. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's what we're going to get for a lot of the rest of the year. And I think studios might actually move into that. Uh, might, you know, they'll, they'll burn off the big stuff they have. And then maybe in 2022, I think we might get a lot of those again because they have to re- kind of since we rebuild their cockers, you know, because they're losing yeah. money for all, yeah. everything. There might be a, a renaissance, like a 70s style renaissance yes. for, yeah. Uh, the new for directors, for directors as stars, for directors as, as totally. Uh, uh, totally enjoying pure autonomy the way they the way they did in the seventies before that backfired. Yeah, <laughs> get a new Scorsese's and Lucas's and <laughs> there we uh, go. Exactly. So, what else have you guys been? I mean, just what have you guys been watching specifically? What titles have have been besides The Hunt? Obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been watching? Uh, me, I've been. Um, uh, I've been watching a lot of old Mystery Science Theater 3000s. <laughs> I restarted the series a while back and watching everything chronologically. So I'm in season one right now. Uh, watch a bunch of those. Uh, I've actually been playing, uh, watching a lot of Community. Uh, oh, I yeah. I that right before everything went to, went to shit. Uh, and we're about to be at the end of season three and we're kind of blasting through it pretty quickly. And it's not quarantine based, it's not horror based, but that's uh, what we're doing. We're at home more often and yeah, we want to put something on and watching several episodes in a row, or yeah. Well, and community is a nice. I mean, like that's one of my go-to shows when I just want to kind of enjoy myself a little bit. And uh, I've I've seen since I've seen it all. It's like Community and The Office and Thirty Rock uh, shows that you sort of return to. Um, yeah, yeah, this is the first time through for us. Like, uh, oh. the beginning of every year, we tend to have a new comedy show that will last through. Like. Two years ago, it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't remember what it was last year. Um, but like, it was like watching everything existing. And then we'll be caught up and like, well, crap. Of course, that was going to be off the air for several years. But yeah, we're loving it so far. I think season three has been our strongest as, as, so, as so far. If we're to kind of start to go downhill in like next season. But, uh, <laughs> that is correct. But it's, uh, First it's, three seasons it, I, it's a really good take on meta comedy in many ways because yeah, it's yeah. aware it's a television show. We saw Beds Aware. Um, but everyone else is, the whole thing is very aware of, of, this, of the structure of this type of show. And, uh, but that allows the freedom if they're winking at the audience when they do a bottle show or if they do a, like an one-off or, or this and that. I think it really helps. Um, and uh, of course, the, you know, the Dan Harmon, I haven't seen too much other stuff, but of course the Russos are very incredibly involved with that and then they went off to marvel after that and i think it's i could see like where that would work why that works so well when they move to marvel is yeah. they're aware of what fans are expecting and what they, they can do fan service and meta stuff in a very good way yeah uh, i'd agree with they understand that their audience uh i uh i just watched on shutter the other day the room uh, which... Oh, hi, Cam. I know it's a different one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not wish nah. back my kid. I didn't. I swear. I mean, that would be on brand, too. I apologize. There's the <laughs> sirens, because I live in the, <laughs> I live in the, the hospital hood. Uh, but no, I, I watched The Room, which is a, a movie on... Well, there's a couple versions, but the one I was watching was on Shudder. And uh, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it overall. I, the, uh, the concept was cool. Uh, I appreciated that it didn't waste any time getting to what the movie was about. Like, 
you get a little bit of uh, build up and then it's like, boom, there's a room here that can give you anything you want. <laughs> uh, and that's not a spoiler because that's in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and they just jump into it like instantly. <laughs> yeah, it's there is, I mean, 10 minutes might even be generous. It might be the first five minutes of the movie that this happens. <laughs> it's, it's fast. It's really fast. Um, I will say I was distracted and I'm not going to say super specific here because it's kind of spoilery, but I was distracted partway through when a new actor is introduced because this new actor was horrible. I agree. <laughs> and to the point where it actually took me out. Uh, and because of some of the content, this was not a character you wanted to be a bad actor. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm not sure how I felt about the ending. I, it, mm, mm. But, uh, no, but it's, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, I think. Cool. Well, uh, I guess I'll jump in. The most recent, like, new thing that I've watched is uh, streaming on Netflix right now. It's The Platform, which is a mm. Spanish uh, sort of sci-fi horror hybrid, um, super high concept. Uh, and uh, it's one of those types of movies that if it were during normal times, I would say it's a little too on the nose and it uh, takes its uh, social commentary uh, and it kind of goes at it um, with a sledgehammer, but <laughs> uh, these aren't normal times. And so a movie that really explicitly rubs uh, economic and class disparity in your face uh, in all its absurd, bloody, grotesque, and maddeningly uh, absurdist glory really uh registers a lot more than it would have during normal times uh, uh the basic shtick is uh a young man sort of volunteers himself uh for this government project and he wakes up in what looks like a cement cell and it's numbered 48 and soon it's made clear that this is basically a prison with a couple hundred levels and there's one platform of food it's a huge five-star michelin banquet that goes through each successive level and everyone there are two prisoners on each level they eat their fill and then it goes down to the next level um but they don't replenish it at all throughout the couple hundred levels of this of this building and so Big surprise, human nature and greed and survival tactics start to uh, start to pop in. This is uh, this is no spoiler, by the way. That's the that's the setup that's given that's given out in the first ten minutes of the movie. So it's not so much what you're seeing; it's kind of how it's executed. I think that makes it uh, worth watching. It's super well directed, um, and it's also extremely well acted. Uh, the Characters will very frequently lapse into what feels like predictable behavior, but then it doesn't take very long to realize that the reason it's predictable behavior is because it's fucking human nature and people suck and they do stupid, shitty, horrible things. Like and altruism, toilet paper. Yes, thank you. Or, uh, or you know, or threatening, threatening to withhold uh, federal aid because you, they weren't nice to somebody enough. Uh. Um, stuff like that. Uh, so it really it really hit me uh and it seems to be hitting a lot of people because it's consistently been on netflix top 10 streaming list for the last couple of weeks and it's, yeah, it's the number it's five definitely, currently. yeah if, if, you're, if you're if you're if you're a genre fan i think it's well worth get, taking a look at um 
yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm happy with how well it's been streaming because it's, it's, it's cool to see a, such a high concept uh, foreign film. I was going to say, uh, especially yeah. a foreign or, film, yeah. Oh, God, I know. Uh, doing so well upon like Netflix. I guess, you know, they're, whatever they put out right now, people are going to watch. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Are doing. Um, and of course, right now, everyone else is talking about Tiger King, which, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't find myself. I'm, I'm halfway no, let, Wait, let me, let me, do a, let me do a count. I give precisely zero fucks about Tiger King. So, <laughs> yeah, you and me go. both, Tony. I can't, I can't bring myself to be bothered or excited about that. And I've had multiple people now who are like, you have to watch it. No, me too. Me too. And I'm like, do I though? Do I? Like, we've exactly, seen plenty of true you know? crime. We've seen plenty of documentaries <laughs> about weird ass people. We've yeah, I think that's. I think it. that's it. It's my true crime, and I'm a true crime guru. My true crime stuff, I think, just skews in a different direction than than uh, Tiger King. And and I, I don't well, know. There's an element of it. Just it feels like it's exploiting things, and it's also from what I've from what I've heard about it versus what I actually know about the cases involved. There is definitely some storytelling, some creative storytelling. Yeah, which we've seen before in other Netflix documentaries. I'm not saying Netflix has yeah. like actually produced this; so they might have just picked it up. But like a lot of how to like how to make a murder. I was gonna say making a murder comes to mind right away. That like, <laughs> it, you know, the narrative is very much shaped by whoever is 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 telling it, and which. I mean, that's history, but it can also, I feel like at times it becomes deliberately misleading, which is what mm -hmm. I, I feel like a number of their documentaries have been to the point where I, I struggle really trusting stuff that's under their label until I can verify who the filmmaker is and, and facts of my own. Uh, yeah, and that's posting stuff about the people and they're saying, oh, no, this is actually this and this is actually that. Especially yeah. Carol and on how much and what I'm not liking right now is a lot of people are posting about the the main the main woman, just two guys and one woman who are from these different sanctuaries. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of pushing up Joe Extreme or whatever the hell his name is, um, as this uh or whatever it's Joe something, sort of the E. it's it's dog the tiger king. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's like almost like a folk hero way. And some people say, No, yeah. I'm misreading it. But no, there are some people actually posting like put Animal Crossing things. That's a difference than than like than um than like uh some other things are really posting a lot about her when she's the least awful of the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and and that she had it coming and that are either again, it's it's just it's to me, it's kind of everything that is problematic about a lot of American culture, too. Yeah. And how Thank we... you. I, yeah, I agree. It's well, and it gets it's so funny. I mean, people people deride and dismiss reality television as being the absolute dregs of humanity, which it pretty much is. But what makes this not that, you know, yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched any of it, but I mean, I don't I don't get the the um the idea that it has anything to say other than you know look at this weird shit look at this yeah, weird that's shit. that's a lot of it and yeah and i and can't i you know who needs them. that you know i mean i i don't care yeah i don't care we still have about six underground right no michael bay <laughs> yeah um. hey you know what uh, i don't uh, care i don't care 
you know what? I actually, I, uh, oh, speaking of, speaking of uh, the platform, I wrote a review for the sunbreak.com. So, um, you know, go and check that out. Pretty please. And, um, we're doing uh, round tables and, uh, somebody is throwing, is throw, we, we're each throwing out, uh, movies that we're going to do round tables on. And, um, one of my colleagues threw out that Michael Bay movie. So, I'm gonna nice. be watching that. <laughs> I'll check it out eventually, but it's it's not yeah. high on my to do uh, list. Yeah. yeah, I just I also just purchased uh, Bakaru, uh, which is a uh, Brazilian French uh, genre hopping um, art house exploitation sci fi maybe horror movie uh, that stars Sonia Braga and. God bless the world, Udo Kier. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, screening virtually at the Northwest Film Forum here in Seattle. You can actually go onto their website and order it. So I'm going to be watching that in the next few days, and I'm looking very forward to it because I've heard great things about it. Um, yeah. What, I what, watched. What you guys? I watched the fear footage the other night after a year of them trying on Facebook to try to get me to watch it with their ads, and it was <laughs> mediocre. The the what? The fear footage. I don't think it, I've heard of this. It's fear footage. It's a really shitty fucking movie. I mean, it's not shitty. <laughs> it is shitty. It is actually pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> I tried to like it because you know, it, it, I try to, I try, I try to see something good. I'm like, it's just not that good. I've heard the second one is significantly better. I, I'll give that a go because you know I've sat through worse shit, uh, as you can tell by my deteriorating sanity throughout Hundred Nights of Horror. Um, but fuck it was just like it was it was a movie that was advertised as oh it's this detective and he's in a house and the house reappeared after x amount of years and he's going to investigate it and it basically is the setup for like the shittiest vhs ripoff there's literally a thing called the fear footage that he puts in the vhs tape and it's just three lame shorts and some of the monster design in that just takes you out of it like there's 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 one I don't give a shit if I spoil this. Fuck it, it's a it's a three year old movie at this point. So at one point they're they're like, oh yeah, well this, they're these storm chasers, and they're going to do this, and we see nothing of them actually chasing a storm on their way to. They run some dude over, and then a cult starts shooting them, and as they're in this like decrepit underground bunker, um. Running from this, there is this monster, and it is the fakest looking. It's like if somebody took Shaquille O'Neal, like the height of him, attached a bunch of weird spider arms, and then put like a um, a cheap witch uh, Halloween mask on, and then had somebody chew on some uh, Kool Aid Jello, and that's <laughs> supposed to be the fucking monster. I don't and know. You're I, selling this to me now, buddy. <laughs> I was kind of lukewarm, but no. A shitty, is it practical or is it CGI? It's practical. Oh, beautiful. See, okay. I Now I'm starting to, I, where did you see this? Amazon Prime. I paid, uh, it was $5 to rent it, but thanks to some purchases I made a while back, I still had $2.50 in credit. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fine, thanks I'm just going to watch the damn thing. And it's like, I try, because, you know, I, I, I had the same attitude about Hell House. And now I like absolutely love Hell House and all of its movies. This was no Hell House. This was the fear footage. <laughs> this was no Hell House. I know House. Hell House. 
I watched Hell House. This is no Hell House. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hell House no, was fight. my friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! I'm not fighting you, Pumpkin. But, uh, but uh, when oh, it comes to... Oh, um, I, I think we might be skewing too old in our joke for Cody there. Aww. I, think I, know, I know who it is. On television. Yeah, that was an <laughs> debate. Yeah. Uh, in the eight in the late eighties, Dan Quayle, Lloyd Benson. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. All right. Remember when Dan Quayle was essentially not a viable candidate because he was spelled potato. Oh, those were those the, were the days. Those were the fucking days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When it comes to stuff that's like streaming, I wanted to, uh, I did listen to uh, Shutter's podcast. I guess uh, the White Tapes or another White. It's about the White Tapes. It's called the Video Palace. Um, I listened to that in the last couple of days. Uh, and it was pretty good. Like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to watch more stuff on Shutter they have up there since they have the time between my things and Shutter and basically bouncing back and forth. Um, watching some stuff on Shutter that I own that I haven't watched. Might as well get double duty out of it. Um, <laughs> but it's a 10 episode uh, podcast about cursed tapes. And um, it's a, it's made to be like a documentary about a guy who finds this white tape that he's rumored about forever and it fucks with your head. Kind of like in the same way that, um, uh, Cigarette Burns does with uh, on um, Masters of Horror, John Carpenter's episode. Mm-hmm. The um, it's, it starts out really strong. It's really you know, it starts to get kind of into the cults and the weirdness and you know people on his way. Then it kind of falls apart by the end. It's one of those things where you have a great concept, you just kind of can't really stick the landing because there's like really nowhere it can go that can be satisfying. Um, so that's uh, they wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah, and that happens a lot too. And you get like an interesting yeah. concept and a way to go. We see that a lot with Stephen King, Dean Koontz. We went all with a lot of books, but a lot of movies too. Um, but I think like longer form media. Um, but the first three quarters is really strong, and then it kind of just ends. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm reaching in or 10 episodes. We only have 10 episodes, and all right, we got one more. This is gonna wrap it on up. That's um, a, that's the fucking American horror story, like forever. It's yeah. like they'll build up for eight episodes, and then they'll get to the ninth, and they'll be like, shit, we gotta <laughs> end this shit in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> No. I guess that's Ryan Murphy, though. That's like all of his shows. Yeah, he's like he's like a dude who spends like thirty minutes on um, like foreplay, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get this done." And then like two seconds later, he's like, "Okay, babe, gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Actually, <laughs> that's it. experience. I'm no. out. Uh. Uh, I've been, so, uh, there was a show that came out a few years ago called Missions, and I first watched it on Shudder, uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of science fiction-y, it's, it's a French show, but it's basically, uh, uh, depicting a, a mission to Mars, but it goes weird and off and they they end up the uh mission ends up encountering this like russian astronaut who had gone missing in the 60s and it's it's trippy and kind of weird but the second season just dropped i'm really stoked because i i really enjoyed the first season and they're like 20 minute episodes oh wow and so, I mean, you know, you go through, I think there's 10 episodes or eight or 10 episodes in the first season. You go through them real quick and you feel like sometimes an episode just gets going and then it's done and you're like, wait, I got to watch the next one. Uh, so 
I don't know. I, I would recommend that. It's something kind of different. I thought it was, it was really intriguing in the first season. It wasn't something I heard a whole lot of people talking about, and I wasn't sure if that's good. Yeah, I wasn't even familiar I with it at all. I don't know this, but I'm interested. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's streaming on Shudder, uh, and it's, yeah, the, the second season just dropped, so I'm, uh, it's probably what I'll start tonight. I have one for um, you, too. Don't play with pumpkin. Cody, you're covered <laughs> in guinea pigs. Oh, man, we got a guinea pig cage you're match You're literally covered. <laughs> In right, there you go. This there you go. is amazing. Uh, uh, I know it's not yours, pumpkin, but you lost yours to Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone listening's like, "What?" <laughs> I, know, I wonder. If we, it's too bad that I wonder if we can we can post the the video of this to YouTube because it would oh be Jesus Christ, no, please, the, no, no, I, I, no. I get this light above me and showing how bald I am. I just want. Uh, I just. And I've got this. I, I've got the harshest. You know, you you and Cody are like are like fresh scrubbed little kids, and well, actually, Bob is too. We and I I, I look I don't look a day over sixty five, so there's that. So no, don't post this video, please. <laughs> during the day when I'm on in this room during school, like I got the lights coming, I got the the, the uh, ambient lighting just simply from existing in the sun. But right now, it just looks awful. Uh, I thought actually, it looked kind of atmospheric, Bob, in front of me. But <laughs> uh, you look you look like you're in a shot from like a, a, a beat Takeshi uh, like Japanese Yakuza movie, like you're about to issue someone's an order for someone's hit or something. I was thinking the complete opposite. I'm thinking he kind of looks like he's in one of those uh, found footage, you know, shot on shittio movies where he's just <laughs> about to get like brained with a hammer, but he doesn't know it yet. He's like, hey, guys, what are we doing today? It's like August Underground, and he's all of a sudden it's just going to cut to him getting brained. And Fred Vogel's <laughs> just going to be like, ha, 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 I killed you. Let's go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so much fun if people are like, oh, there we go, right? You know, I almost used that background, by the way, for my, for my Zoom, but I, I thought better of it because I figured one of you jokers would pick it up. So <laughs> I just used a, a photo of my own. You know, this is all, this is going to be a blast for people to listen to if they can't actually see any of this. So <laughs> you know, why don't we why don't we actually start talking about movies again? Um, uh, it's just me arguing with my guinea pigs. No, don't take yeah. that treat. It's yours. There you go. There you go. You know, it's if you nice if you go from without Tilly, like walking through. Oh, yeah, my my cat has not tried to come in the room. I know the door shut, but uh, but the thing is funny about this particular episode here is like this would normally be our spring movie preview because uh, April first is the, 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 <laughs> oh yeah, and now there's nothing coming out. So. Yeah, you know what we need to do? What we need to do is we need to post this tomorrow, and you need to do an intro talking about all of these fictitious movies that are coming out, <laughs> and that theaters are opening on Easter after all. No, that would be no, very that, oh, that's cool. Taste. I mean, um, we could do we could talk about all the things we're excited to be released, and it just be different like booze because that's that's mostly where I am now. I'm real excited ooh, about okay. you know. I'm excited for the that. release of Bullets. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> for, for Maker's Mark. I'm excited for uh, the 14 Hands Hot Trots. That just sounds, I, I'm really excited <laughs> about that. It's classic. It's uh, a little cheap, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we want something cheap and easy. Hey, you know what? There ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, I got into like a 10-minute argument with my boss at work about uh, RC Cola the other day, so I understand. Oh, my God, RC Cola. Is that I still around? Lie. It is. You can find it sometimes at Winco, and I will die defending that cola. Hey, I, I have fond memories of RC. It's 
it's right up there with with uh, Coca Cola, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's got the it's got like the flavor of Coke, but it's got that little extra sweetness in Pepsi, but not over. But over yeah, exactly, that. not too much. Because the thing, I for me, if you're going to rank cola drinks, it's going to be Coke, RC, and then Pepsi. I that I firmly believe that. Although I I, I very seldom drink Coke, so this I doesn't. I can't much remember what RC cola tastes like. It's been I, so long since I've had it. Ah. Uh, well, yeah, it's been a long time the real question is, is how what's his name? Is how Eugene's doing? And that's that was name. Eugene, <laughs> the fucking machine. Oh right. <laughs> how how is he doing in the epidemic? Is he? Did he break? Everybody broke in the back of your mattress store. Just like living there currently. He <laughs> no probably is. I mean, he probably is, or that he's just jerking it nonstop at home. <laughs> Well, I got the hole in the Tempur-Pedic, brother. I need no woman now. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the wonderful things about now I'm in a different industry is I don't ever have to deal with him again. He fucks <laughs> and he fucks. Having a seizure over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun with this stupid background. So now I'm breaking my own commandment to actually talk about shit. And I've got this goofy background that's a shot from a performance art theater that I was at, and I'm just like bouncing it around, so it looks like my head's. It looks like you're kind of uh, like you're a guest at like a like a like a weird like um um some kind of like end of the world like um, electronic dance party. <laughs> ah. well, isn't that the was that the fish uh, trembling dead movie Rave to the Grave? Yeah, I love Rage to the Grave. You know, I, I own it. I don't think I've seen it. Rage to the Grave, I will say this about it. I will say this about Rage to the Grave. I genuinely love it to the point where the rights to the fucking movie were available on eBay the other year for like 10 grand. And I'm like, if I had actually had that money, I would have bought the rights to that. <laughs> You could have owned a part of the Return of the Living Dead franchise. I could. I could have bought that. And like, if it were another 10 grand, you could have bought the other one they made. Uh, that the fourth one. That had Tarman in it, and he was trying to get laid at a party. How can you not like that? What the? F yeah, he was trying to get to the rave to get laid and eat brains. Like you do. That's uh, what happens in the Return of the Living Dead. the rave from the House of the Dead. That was the world's worst way rave. So. <laughs> oh, God. It was, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rave that was in this abandoned baseball studio that, or a stadium that eventually gets blown up. It's, it's really a good movie. I will... It's not a good movie, but it's fun movie. Fuck it. Fuck it. I like it. Fair enough. We all like we all like things that other people don't. Well, I think to be a horror fan, you have to have not only a high tolerance, but uh, an actual fondness for shit, for absolute balls to the wall shit. And yeah. I think all of us share at least some of that. As I noted, I'm probably going to fondness sometime here soon. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look at Bob. He likes both Ghostbusters movies. Fuck you. <laughs> Three Ghostbusters movies. <laughs> yeah, there was the good one that came out in 2016 and the two shit ones. And, uh, but the <laughs> new Ghostbusters has now been delayed to next year as well. So we yeah, yeah, they delayed that, and they delayed that. the one where they had Jared Leto as Mobius the Vampire, which that movie can just die in the bin for all I care. Did, did like, anybody, did anybody hear the weird shit coming out about him? About like he's he's got like an he's got like an island now and he's got like a weird cult. 
Uh, Jared Leto has always been weird. Jared Leto's fucking weird as shit. Uh, you know, I was I was so on board because uh, Morbius the Living Vampire was one of my favorite comics as a kid, and I loved that character. And they did some interesting things with him in the comic. But, oh, my God, when I saw that Jared Leto was being cast, I was just like, Jesus, Mary, and motherfucking Joseph, why? At least Michael yeah. Keaton's going to be in it. <laughs> Playing his, his look like playing his character from uh, Spider Man. Uh, Wait, what? I'm sorry. I thought, the, I thought the Sony movies weren't at all linked with the Marvel movies. Somehow they are, and the tra- the trailer from Morbius also had Spider Man in the background with like a murderer thing written over him. So, uh-huh. oh, uh-huh. they'll do what they're gonna do, and we'll watch it eventually, whenever it does come out. Now, this would be uh, I I wouldn't put it past like Disney as soon as like the theaters reopen that they just shove New Mutants right into theaters. Like that day. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody that's... opens up. It's playing New Mutants because no one else, everything else people have seen already. So, yeah. No, that's true. Have they missed Candyman yet? Uh, no, it's still listed uh, for for June 6th or whatever it is. June 6th, yeah. And it might be okay. Yeah. I think it kind of like it's holding back, seeing where things go. And then as yeah. things move forward, it'll be a, like a wave. Uh, I'm Understandably, but it really sucks that Crypticons now. September. Yeah. I will say this. The one silver lining to all of that is um, it's a really good Halloween kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's it's going to be that. It's like the weekend right before the last weekend in September. September 16, 26, something like that, right? It was funny. I actually took my time off at work for the, the, the time for Crypticon, and then I put it in for the new one. I'm like, oh, shit, am I going to get it? Nobody has that time off. I got it balls to the wall nothing and the new room prices completely better pricing yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh see it's funny it cost more for me yeah huh. <laughs> i got charged more when i changed my room that's strange it's the the kim fee apparently no i'm like because I, I i bought a room for all three uh of the the men of city of geek to determine who's get who gets uh who gets to oh, share? Oh, that's a that's a sitcom in the making, right? <laughs> that is, that so is. And um, originally, our room when I first booked it for the May one was like four hundred bucks. Now it's like three hundred. So like a hundred bucks. More money for your syndrome. And Not I'm glad that I'll have more, I'll have the ability to have more money for con this year, uh, which is nice. And all time to watch the movies for the panels and for the film festival because I stopped. I w- I watched all the shorts, but had a couple features. I still have a lot of features to watch. I haven't watched anything. Not a single <laughs> thing. Oop, don't tell Eric Morgret. <laughs> Eric <laughs> listens to this, you know. <laughs> I've watched some. No, I need to get on watching more. But now we've got more months. I, th- I think the yeah. deadline for that's much later. I'm like, sweet, I've got more time. Yeah, I, I well, yeah. paused for a while until school gets into while school's in session. Then. I want to watch some. Send some my way. I'll watch them. <laughs> get you on the board next. Get you on the next year. The entire before the six people will be on <laughs> City of Geek. <laughs> City Geek and Strange Eons will have everybody who's on on that. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we we will have our own film festival, and it will be a superior film festival. Uh, to between any Eric other and film Bombad, festival, I think we got enough great ones. And Bombad, of course, is delayed as well. Oh uh, yeah, that was a bummer too. Yeah, that yep. was a bummer. That was a big bummer. Uh, 
Hopefully and that, that we don't have a new date for no, yet. Stiff, everything for SIF is in the air at the current moment. They had to cancel the festival. Well, and they had to, I know they laid off most of their staff too. Yeah, they got like a hand. Yeah, SIF, SIF laid off almost all, they furloughed a lot of their staff. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, that I mean, that it wasn't what they wanted to do, but it just. Yeah, but they're good people. And hopefully that when everything was back up, they'll be able to get back. Well, almost immediately after that was announced, uh, a uh, GoFundMe got put up. Uh, dedicated to the uh, SIF employees who lost their jobs. So oh, there are a lot great. of people, there are a lot of people. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good time if you have, I mean, as of now, knock on wood, I have a job and it's still full time. So as long as that's the case, every time I get a check and I can do it, I slide a little bit of extra money. Someone's way I've already done a donations to uh, scarecrow video and oh, nice. to, uh, I want to say the North, no, uh, SIF actually I made a, a SIF donation. So yeah, next paycheck, I'm going to hit a couple more and, uh, it's a good time to do that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of places have yeah. uh, GoFundMes, uh, or Kickstarters. Other ones have, um, just buying gift cards helps cause it's, it's money they get now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that oh, uh, speaking on. of which I'm, I'll pimp it again, but, um, over at the sunbreak.com, I put together an article of, uh, on how people can help Seattle independent theaters. So if you're a native Northwesterner, uh, you might want to go to the Sunbreak and look for this particular article because I contacted and or researched out um, all of the ways that uh, these independent theaters get revenue. And I posted contacts and information sources on all of them. So you can do things like buy gift certificates for the Beacon Cinema or buy gift certificates uh, for uh, the Arclight uh, Cinema in Columbia City. Arc Lodge, excuse me. And uh, uh, of course, all the wonderful indie theaters that we have in town, uh, they're they're hurting as well. So you can actually... um, you can actually uh, give them some money and have a nifty gift certificate to go towards seeing a movie at their theater again. So definitely. Same thing for out. the uh, Blue Mouse in Tacoma. They're doing that as well. Oh, oh nice. excellent. And probably I assume the Grand down there as well. It will be a film study. Yeah, the Grand, that was really sad. Because uh, you could tell they're kind of like, they're all, they were already kind of struggling. So they need all the help they can get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have a few, uh, English is not there, if you have a few bucks, you know, donate to whatever your local theaters. If you live in Seattle, you know, we listed a bunch there, Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia, uh, if you're elsewhere, um, but elsewhere, wherever you are. Um, yeah, that, ex- honestly, that extends to, like, restaurants and stuff, too, because I still, um, you know, my my work doesn't exactly have, like, a, a ton of places where, you know, you can get lunch, so I, uh, I, I try my best to support the local places that are still open, because it's... Yeah. It's rough, you know, if you're not a multi-million dollar corporation, you're not going to get a lot of bailout money. So yeah, anything you can do to help your local person, you know, like I'll, I'll go in and I mean, I've eaten lunch at my, my fish and chips restaurant that I love so much three times this week, but I would usually go once every two weeks just because I'm like, please don't, yeah, don't we've been ordering in a lot more last couple of days, like every few days, like we'll, we'll be cooking here because we did buy it. We were able to, or luckily, uh, you know, local Safeway has been pretty well stocked in QFC because we got a couple coupons for them. Uh, but we are trying to, every few days, order something somewhere. That way they have something, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it's working in many cases. Like Powell's down in Portland, they're hired 100 people to help fill orders. Yeah. Because uh, they have yeah. some people pouring in, uh, which is great. And, yeah, I've had to buy school books for school, and I'm trying to buy them off of you sellers if they're able to come in time. Um, fortunately, some things are really slow, and I got to have books quick. But I'm doing my best to try and 
buy stuff from not directly from Amazon, but more from the side sellers or Powell's or eBay sellers, I guess. So. Yeah. But I'm able to do that, but I was hopefully when, you know, hopefully you're able to move through this pretty quickly. I know that when you're talking earlier, I, I kind of poo-pooed a lot of this when it started, but we got more yeah, you did. I did. I did. I admit you it. Did. I fully admit it. Uh, but then as information started coming out more and everything changed and that's where things go on. Seeing more and more, even I have a handful of people on my my Facebook pages who are who are still kind of shitting on everything, but less and less as time goes by. And the people who are still resisting are the people who kind of like the, the edgelordy people generally. Yeah, like- I, I have I have a couple people who I really have lost some respect for because of their continued. It's like up to a certain point, I get. But I mean, like I've, I've, like, like you said, I've still got people today that are posting. Oh yeah, went out and did this, you know. Oh, went out to the beach. It's like, no, go the fuck home. I would be home if my job was not essential. Like, stay there. Yeah, those people like, I'm not sick. I'm young. It's like, yeah, but you don't know who you bring it to, you know. Yeah, and that's the. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and that's not a, and that's not a given, you know, uh, for yeah. you uh, making it through it. Uh, but bluntly, I mean, when this first started out. I was very, I was relatively uh, sanguine about it and really didn't think much of it because I normally, I mean, you know, I'm 52 years old, God help me, but I normally skew pretty healthy, you know, I mean, I, but uh, all bets are off with this, with this virus. It's, it's really scary. So. And a lot of young people don't think they have an underlying health condition and they do. Yep. And then, you know, cause you, this is like a really nasty like it, it's not even like a flu. It's almost like the flu. No, it's like it's like catching literal pneumonia. Some perfectly healthy people are dying. Yeah, some perfectly healthy people. It really depends on your immune system. They'll get it and they just die. And then there are some people who get it and they never know they have it. It's yeah. I, weird. I know. A couple I'm people. I'm going to interrupt because I want to shift us away from this. This is okay. all stuff everybody knows. We've yeah. all talked this to death. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think this is what people want to. Exactly. Into to this is something <laughs> yeah. they can have their own conversations yeah. of, but like we've been there, we've done that, we know. Hey, let's talk about some movies and television. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I started watching. <laughs> yes, uh, you're late. Started watching uh, Good Omens. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn made me sit through that. I did not care for it. Oh, I loved it. it. Good Omens. Good Omens is perfection, Cody. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, the casting, not that good. the casting was just, yeah, and I mean, okay. come on, I just wanted them to make out the whole time. <laughs> they came close me. a couple times. So we're, in season, we're, we're halfway through right now. We're in, uh, <laughs> we just finished season, uh, episode three recently. Okay. But, um, what's funny about that casting is the casting not only perfect, but when they announced the casting of, of, of Michael Sheen and, and Dave, uh, Dave, David Tennant, I'm like, I can see either of them playing either of the roles. <laughs> Yeah, uh, depending on on how they wanted to to go with it, and they they both went absolutely perfect, and then it definitely really works the way they did. Um, ultimately, does fit best or better better where they're at. But if they were reversed, I think it would be just just as strong. Um, and I love you know I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan as as we've mentioned before, and you can see his love coming through there and uh, adapting his stuff the work that he did with uh, Terry Terry Pratchett. Oh yeah, and Terry yeah. Pratchett had said like on the, essentially on his deathbed. I need you to make this work. And that's what, you know, Terry. I think he did. Neil spent like years uh, working on it to make sure it was pitch perfect. Well, I think it shows that he is the one that crafted the script too. I mean, uh, the, it, if you've read the book, uh, it, it's a, 
it translates very well. And, and I like some of the adjustments that were made to make it work as a television show. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I actually oh, saw the coffee. show first. <laughs> yeah, because I loaned you my coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, we, if I ever see you again, I can give it back to you. <laughs> I got some DVDs and Blu-rays floating around that I'm bummed I don't have handy. Oh, yeah, sorry, you can't watch Murder Rock right now. Hey, you know what? <laughs> or uh, lo- what was the other one you loaned me? Uh, uh, torso. Torso, yes. <laughs> oh, man, you parted with your torso before all this? Let's do a show of all the of all the Blu-rays and DVDs I've loaned to you guys, so Kim can talk about the ghastly ones, the Andy Milligan movie, and you can talk about Torso and Murder Rock, and Cody, you can talk about God. What did I end up giving you? I forget. Django, Django, yes, which is freaking unbelievable. Do you do you still have the ones? Because I've I lent I lent you a couple. I lent everybody something. Yeah, you lent. I might still have something of yours. I'm not sure. I gave it back. I, yeah, I returned whatever I borrowed off you again. I think I think Cody, you had a uh, you had a book of mine at some point. I think you had Men, Women, and Chainsaws. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have that. Yes, because <laughs> I don't think because I think I was looking for it the other day, and it's not here. <laughs> oh, so there it is. Oh. I'm just looking at my bookshelf, <laughs> and we have vaulted into another scintillating topic here at City of Geek. Uh, I will say so. I have been rewatching because they have bumped up the third season premiere. I've been rewatching uh, Killing Eve, which if you've Hi. not watched it, my God, stop listening to us and go watch it. It is that good. Um, the third season is coming out on April 12th. Uh, they've bumped it up a couple weeks, and. I'm really excited. Uh, the the one of the things I think I like the most about it, no offense, is that most of the male characters on the show are 100% disposable. I'm going. And well, no, but I like it because that's how female characters are so often treated, and it's so nice to have the meaty roles be just these like all of the principal female roles are fascinating and flawed and funny and fucked up and it's really really cool i'd say that they're the only male role who is sort of treated equally and even then he's mostly there as a foil for the women is uh constantine who's the who plays the handler of of villanelle who is our female assassin it's a, a basically a show about a female assassin but she's uh she becomes obsessed with a woman who is trying to find her. And it, it's this kind of cat and mouse game where who the cat is and who the mouse is is a little bit up in the air at times. And there's a lot of sexual tension and it's awesome. Um, Allison just, just watched season two. Uh, she just finished it like yesterday. So she oh, it's one. Well, and it's, I mean, it's sticking with, you know, female showrunners, female director. Like it is, it is a female driven production. And it shows, I think. Um, and it's Sandra O oh is is amazing. Uh, Jody Comer, I might be saying her name wrong, who plays Villanelle is amazing. Fiona Shaw is, you can tell how much she's enjoying herself. And she's got these just great dry one-liners that come out of nowhere. Uh, it, it's it's fantastic and it's it's airing on hulu if you have cable it's also i think been running on amc it'll run on bbc america and then it runs on on amc so uh give it a watch it is it is worth your time uh also it popped up on hulu on tuesday i haven't watched it again here but i have seen theaters and watched 
watched twice in theaters and parts when I was working at Regal before it closed down as a portrait of a lady on fire mm. um, popped up uh, on Hulu on Tuesday night. Uh, so that's up there now and it's highly recommended. Uh, I've been wanting to write a review for it and I eventually will want to get caught up with everything. Uh, but Kim, have you, do you ever see it yet? Cindy, you wanted to watch it. Last I haven't, but I'm glad to know it's on Hulu. Cause I'll, I'll check it out now. Yeah, uh, I was actually going to rent it, but no, I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. It's up there for free. Uh, absolutely nice. gorgeous and haunting. And it's a movie that's really stuck with me in so many ways. It's just so emotionally affecting. And uh, yay. And, uh, and it's also, you know, female driven, uh, uh, besides like without getting any sort of spoilers, um, there's one line with a man at the beginning and not another line for a man for like an like, like hour and 55 minutes. <laughs> um, I, nice. I approve of all these things. We were talking about it after, after the movie ended, me, me, Allison, and Carla going to see it. And then we were like, well, if they cut that one line early on the movie, it could have been just nothing but, you know, the, the three of them, for, four of them forever. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's beautiful and perfectly done. It's, it's a pitch for a movie. Um, it's currently cinema number two for this year. Uh, Color Out of Space is more my level of things, but I think Portrait of Lady and Fire is the actual best movie to come out this year, last year, I guess. Yeah, it's, but it's kind of a weird it's a, line that is straddled. I couldn't really count it for last year because I didn't see it until then. I wasn't really able to see it. That's why I'm putting it for 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I can talk about it later on this year. <laughs> Assuming more movies come out. Uh, yeah, our our list may end up. Our end of year wrap up might be a little interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, about Sonic the Hedgehog won all the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and like the Tonys have been, uh, I mean, essentially, I think canceled at this yeah, point. Yeah, probably. Uh, and part of that is that that you know you're also not getting some of the new theater out that was supposed to be coming out right around. Oh God, these last I know. couple I... months. So wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh what was i oh, was i just looking at that i saw was up uh oh okay so this is a silly recommendation the show everything's gonna be okay and i i can't remember why i started watching it's because i like freeform i watch a lot of freeform shows full disclosure i like all the teen shows i love siren that also airs on hulu if you want to catch up on it the, i think the third season is going to be coming out soon or is out I think it's coming out like next week. Uh, but Everything's Gonna Be Okay is uh, a show about these, uh, this, this uh, guy whose father dies and he is left basically with the care of his two teenage half-sisters. And one of the girls has autism and the actress who plays her is on the spectrum. And so it's, it's nice. You don't get to see a lot of, I feel like, autistic actors being represented or playing autistic characters and i know it's funny it's a lot of vignettes just about you know dealing with life and dealing with life when you lose somebody and and moving on and being a teenager and i i really enjoyed it and thought it was it was just fantastic i watched it when it ran but it is airing on hulu for those of you who have hulu you can check it out and it's something again. It's 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 pretty light. The episodes are they're thirty minute episodes, which means really they're like twenty three minute episodes. So they're pretty quick watches. I've been um watching through Outsider. Um, oh yes, which six episodes in? Uh, obviously, I'm not going to say oh, where I'm great. at in there for people who haven't watched it yet. It's um, so good. It's so good. I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't read the book, but I have read the Bill Hodges trilogy, 
which came before it features the char- character of Holly, um, right. who's played completely different than she is in the books. Um, so yeah. Kind of, uh, uh, done so, but I have, but I'm going to read the book after the after I finish the show and the libraries reopen. Um, I have so many things on the for later list library currently. Um, it's going to get this, like massive bunch of books when when the time. I'm, I need to put up a photo of like our pile right now. We have a pile of stuff we get up from the library. It's like building and building and building and building. Bigger and bigger and bigger. Finish our books and finish the movies and finish the, the CDs. Um, we have probably like 45 things on the kitchen table. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm exaggerating. It's like 20, <laughs> so, and much that we haven't finished yet. Uh, but yeah, the show itself is, is really, it's it's very dark, very stark, and, and it's darkness and very. Uh, but Ben Mendelsohn is absolutely fantastic. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Cynthia Ervio is really great. She's mm-hmm. a, you know, in the last couple of years, she really kind of like ran on the scene, um, and has been this killing in every role. I didn't like Harriet, but she was great. You know, for, yes, for even when I see her in something where I'm like not super impressed with the project, I'm always impressed with her. Yeah, I didn't like Bad Times. I had uh, El Royale. I know that some people love it, people hate it. I I, I really hated it, but she was great. Yeah, <laughs> that, she's fantastic. Uh, she's great as Holly and an outsider, even if expecting that she's a different Holly than than on the on the page. Um, and uh, Jason Bateman only a couple. Of, yeah, he, Jason but Bateman directed when he those. directed, yeah, uh, first, at least the first three, if not all. Yeah, and. I was really impressed. I didn't, I didn't realize he, I mean, I know a lot of, of actors, uh, especially TV actors start directing. Um, yeah. But I, I hadn't realized he was one of them and, and, and his episodes are just really fantastic. Cool. I've heard Ozark's great, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, no, it's, it's been on my list for a while. Maybe I'll get to it during the quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's it's number two on the on the top list for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah. Well, because the new season, the stuff that people are really talking about. So I think yeah, the new season just dropped too, and that's why. I would like to point out, I'm actually Ozark, yeah, so directed all episodes of Ozark this season. I think. Yeah. What were you, What were you saying, Cody? I would just like to point out, I'm currently browsing my Amazon to see what's actually there because, and the Prodigy is available for streaming. Everyone. <laughs> Fuck Hell you, Cody. fucking Louis. Finally, our long national nightmare <laughs> is over. Uh, I will say, I was when I was looking for something to watch last night. I was going through the Amazon Prime, like recommended for you based on your watching. We think you would like this, and I'm like, seen it, seen it, seen it. Prodigy. Wish I hadn't seen it, seen it, <laughs> seen it. Uh, and so <laughs> I keep. But you know what's funny when it comes down to it. I barely remember what that was about. Save for I remember the very distinct poster with the kid half face in his like skeletal face makeup. But I remember very little of the plot. I remember basically the we- the kid and he's like being a little shit and then Isn't that, that most kids pretty much fuck. And um he goes to one point to that com- my 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 favorite calm Fior, who I can't say his fucking last name saved my life, he just goes, oh yeah, you're going to try to fix me? Well, I just dipped my underwear in, your, in the urine in the toilet in your bathroom and you'll get arrested Wait, for molesting me. Wait, that on a South Park episode. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, that's, that's from the fucking South Park. That's from a South Park episode with, with pr- PC Principal. With PC Principal. <laughs> it just didn't end with Calm Fior savagely beating him like it did to Cartman. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. Oh dear. Yeah, I that's how that movie was not memorable at all. 
It kind of slides on out. But I'm looking at Shutter right now to see like what other new things you he's added. Three from Hell is on there. I mean, I'm an, I might give it a go to see if I hate it again. <laughs> I and still Al, like, like it. I also was going through. I Google still like it. Stairs, like seen it. Virtual seen high it. five. <laughs> Although my hand disappears into the background because your weird background. Yeah, I'm I'm it. digging this. I don't digging this most mightily. <laughs> uh. I will say uh, the invitation is if if no one's watched that on Netflix, that's a really really great film. Um, really oh God, yes, Karen Kusama. Um, it has the it has maybe the single greatest final shot of a genre oh, movie yeah. in the last ten years. That yeah. movie ends like like it sends a bolt up your spine. It's it's super well acted. It's very slow burn. Um, uh, and it's just it just really makes me want to see what Kasama is doing next. Isn't she, she's working on, on Dracula? Yeah, thank you. They, that's they, right. I think oh, it, see, I think exciting. it's in good hands. Yeah, she's that's doing a uh, Dracula for Bloomhouse, which should be wonderful. So, well, yeah. it's I also have to appreciate that because they were kind of shits about the I don't know. There's no female directors for us to hire, and all these female directors were like, "Hi, <laughs> <Right>. hi." <laughs> And so now they actually are hiring female directors. And I'm like, all right. All right. I'm not angry at that. I, I would love, I, I, I would love Karen Kusama to not go 15 years between movies. That would well, be kind of, or 10 years between movies or whatever. It's, yeah, Destroyer was last, two years ago, I think. And then, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work as, as much as she should, but yeah. Amen. I'll fix that. Amen. Well, it's, it's, it's also one of the reasons why I'm excited for the new Candyman, uh, excuse me, is that a lot of people mistakenly think that Jordan Peele is directing it? No, nah, man, he just producing. And, well, wrote and he wrote it. He wrote it. But well, this uh, is this is what happens whenever you have a super high profile and acclaimed, you know, director putting their oomph behind a movie that they've say produced or executive produced. I mean, you know, yeah. Cursed was Wes Craven's Cursed, um, right? You know, that's no, he did direct thing. Cursed, though. You know what? He didn't direct, uh, like, they or, uh, but uh, Craven did. Did he direct Cursed? Yeah. He did direct Cursed, yeah. Okay. My bad. I haven't but seen there it. There were other ones like that. Like, there was a John Carpenter had a bunch at the time, but he's like, I didn't see any of this shit. They just they paid me some what? money. Guillermo de Toro, too, his name's, when he's produced, his name is put on there like he's directed. I think the... The orphanage, the orphanage. One. Yeah, and then yeah. I was thinking of where I initially thought he directed it, and it it is it does have a little bit of his flair to it, but he was a producer on it. But you know, uh, me off about that, I directed that, and no one ever gives me credit for that. No one ever gives you credit. You're, that means you I, also directed Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom, so you owe me some money. Nia <laughs> <laughs> uh, DaCosta, I am going to say her name because she deserves to have her name said. Uh, will be is uh, directed the new Candyman. So yay! If it doesn't get the Lead, hope not. Shh, Bob, shh, shh. maybe you come out around. No, I was gonna say maybe by October, but Halloween kills us in October, so I don't want to take anything away from that. <laughs> you know, Candyman be a great Christmas movie. <laughs> Fuck it, just put it in December. Might as well. Let's let's. Hey, that might get that story. might get it closer to Oscar nominations. Because apparently no other horror movie uh, since Get Out is going to get an Oscar nomination, no matter how good the actors are or how well it's directed. Yeah, I don't know. Well Parasite? Anyone? Parasite? Kind of horror. That's true. It's, it's rubbing up its shoulder against horror films, saying like, hey girl, 
so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. <laughs> Fair enough, it's fair. scratching horrors back enough that I'm gonna take it. And yeah, and um, there's parts in the genre for sure. Well, I mean, but yeah. I will say, like, you've got Parasite, you've got uh, you know, the color of fucking fishes, and <laughs> uh, you've got Get Out. <laughs> like, you do have. Uh, there has been acknowledgement of some horror films the last few years by some of the bigger um, award shows. Uh, not as much as there should be. I still say that Tony Collette should have should have at least been nominated for her fucking robbed she was robbed. yeah ari aster has been robbed twice he deserved <sighs> some nomination for one of those movies well and i, I just i just rewatch midsummer because it's my happy movie it makes it, every <laughs> time i watch it i'm just like oh there's nothing wrong with the world everything's happy everything's joyful i want a hot swedish man and burn people in bear suits it's amazing you know it's 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 funny though, because like like that and Hereditary are such a weird fucking double feature. I actually oh, yeah. own Hereditary, and I was going through my movies, and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna sell this when Half Price Books reopens. I love this movie, and it was great, but I don't think I ever watch it again. It's I, I can see myself watching. I don't either. I That's sort of where either. I've been with it. I I don't really want to watch it. I, I maybe I will in ten years, but I. I really don't want to watch it again anytime soon, but I, I thought it was, I thought the acting especially was just fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a top flight production on every single level, especially the performances, but God, it, it just, it, it taps into a deeply disturbing nerve that kind of transcends escapism and just gets way under your skin um, in ways that are uncomfortable to have to face more than once. And that honestly long about now, I'm not in the mood to watch a movie that, that is that harrowingly involved with, 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 with death and mourning and loss and all of those things. So uh, give me the clones of Bruce Lee, which I watched on, uh, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> 1978, produced by Dick Randall, who also produced the greatest film of all time, Pieces. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, which uh, and it does have three. It does have not one, not two, but three Bruce Lee clones, and they're all played by the fake Bruce Lees that were uh, hit in uh, out of Hong Kong cinemas and and you know B movies in the seventies. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, with one E, Bruce Lai with one I, and I want to say maybe it was Dragon Lee was the third one. Yeah, I forget, who was? But... Uh, he was the first one. Uh, who's from, <laughs> from Korea? Uh, funny, I only know this because I watched the Joe Bob Briggs episode of Peaches yet, Pieces yesterday, and he talked about that for a good like 10 minutes. <laughs> hey, damn right. And it's, it's worthy of discussion, let me tell you. I fucking love Pieces. Yeah, that was great. I'm glad I, I... finally saw it. And I really pieces, just... I, on my, my letterbox account, I gave it five stars, period. I think I think it is I think it is a crude, absurd, silly, excessive um, parody of horror films of, of slasher and giallo films. Shutter and Prime right now, so it check it out. The rights came back, so the episode wasn't available for a while on Shutter, and now it is. Um, and that oh yeah, that that does cycle through. I yeah. I can't so right now. It's one of the ones that's available, and uh, when it popped up, it's like. Uh, it like I noticed that I got a things like continue Joe Bob Briggs Diners of Death or not the first one up uh, whatever it was episode thirteen I'm like oh pieces is back I'm gonna watch this now. yay <laughs> yeah, yeah that and demons post popped up again the other day oh fuck I love demons man probably in the same package 
Um, demons yeah. and Demons 2, both streaming, both incredible. Fucking love those movies. Damn straight. Damn uh, straight. Uh, so, I lost you're gonna, audio. You're gonna, you yeah, you're going to appreciate this, Cody. I'm, uh, uh, I did myself a double bill of Bruno Mattei uh, uh, masterpieces. Uh, the first... I just got a pop-up saying... We hear That's because Bob asked if we could hear him, but then I think, Bob, you muted yourself again, I think. Possibly. Double check your microphone. Oh, well, I, yeah. Oh, it must be your internet, because I hear you coming in and out. No, you're muted again. I see you. I see your little icon pops up as mm -hmm. muted. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Damn you, technology. You keep, you keep oh. switching, you keep switching yeah, back Tony, and forth. Tony, I see talking, but I can't see anything you say. And see, I just heard you say, I was Tony, just joking. Yeah, we, I, was, we, I was joking. I was being a, a doofus. So but don't mind me. But yes, um, uh, Bruno Mattei double feature, uh, Robo War and Hell of the Living Dead. Oh, my God. Those would go so good together. Oh, Jesus fucking. Uh, speaking of plague movies, I'm going to have to count Hell of the Living Dead, which is one of my one of my absolute favorite uh, theatrical experiences was being OK. Gen X poll date alert. I was about 15 <laughs> or 16 years old. And I was at the Parkland Theater as a double feature of City of the Living Dead, a.k.a. The Gates of Hell, Fulci's um, uh, surrealist horror classic, and Night of the Zombies, a.k.a. Hell of the Living Dead. And it was a, this is the early 80s, again, Gen X, pull date alert. And the theater was packed to the frickin' rafters with a bunch of bored kids who had absolutely nothing to do because there was no such thing as internet. There was barely um, uh, VHS and cable had, hadn't even reached most of us in our suburb. And so what you did on a Friday night is you went to the Parkland Theater, no matter what the fuck was playing, and you watched it. And so you had a room full of kids who just needed something to do who were like going batshit nuts when some guy, you know, covered in talcum powder gets out of a, gets out of a fucking wicker chair because he's dead <laughs> and he starts chewing holes in the shoulders of other people. And it's just beautiful. It's dollar store, George Romero. Dollar store, and, George and Romero. It, and it's like damn that. fine. And, and you know, in a very, very shameful thing, as much as I love Romero, sometimes you just need your dollar store Shasta soda instead of a Coca-Cola. Oh, damn straight. Or you need, or you, or you need your, you need your greasy cheeseburger in, in lieu of your, um, uh, your, uh, uh, filet mignon, uh, with steamed vegetables. Yep. And yeah, that's, a, that's about the greasiest cheeseburger horror film you'll ever get. And it's so much fricking fun. It's like right up there with pieces for me. I mean, it's maybe a little bit over long, but if you want like a dollar store ripoff of Dawn of the Dead with absurd amounts of stock footage and so much gratuitous nudity and violence that it, 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 it stratospherically goes over the top and circles around again to beautiful patent absurdity, that's the, that's the one to check out. Man. Hell one of my favorite parts about that movie is that they just straight up take from the, the Dawn of the Dead um, soundtrack that goblin did and then they just credit goblin they didn't ask it was like hey yeah a soundtrack by goblin yeah oh yeah absolutely and there's and on the on the dvd there's uh matei himself gets interviewed on the anchor bay dvd and he tells a great story he he talks about how is how it's been borrowed how he borrowed the music and they still got credit but uh yeah 
And it's so funny hearing that music and seeing it placed to these like super rinky dink scenes that are obviously being played in empty rooms with like one or two dudes running around in said empty room. And you've got, and it's like, it's like uber drama. And it's like, so, so, so cheap, Jack. It just, it just warms the cockles of my fucking heart. So viva Bruno Mattei, man. Hell yeah. The reason my, um, Thing is going was uh, my microphone is dying. I think because my my computer's gonna die. Um, it's not charged. It's uh, a plug. Oh, poor sad oh. dying computer. <laughs> um, so I gotta kind of cut off then. <laughs> oh man, I you know Kim, I'm getting very nostalgic for actually sitting in your place and hearing police sirens go by. <laughs> yeah, me too. That uh, that and like all the snacks that you provide us, because Kim is Kim is the world's finest snack purveyor on the planet. She so, is. Yeah, that was a redundant sentence. The world's <laughs> finest on the planet. Um, uh, yeah, uh, missing. I'm missing that man. I'm missing you guys. I tell you. Same here. Yeah, I miss y'all. Yeah, be in person next time, but uh, we'll see where things go. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you for anyone who's been listening. We yeah. really appreciate that as we kind of jot on about everything. Everything. Happening, everything we're watching. Uh, when we come back for our next episode, we'll probably have more of a direct topic. And, you know. <laughs> Unless uh, we're still in quarantine and then yeah, this might we'll, happen we'll again. But at least we oh, can good Lord. hide ahead of time, I guess. <laughs> but it's good to see you guys, even if we're not physically there. There we go, man. I am in the Black Lodge, stuck in here as a cardboard cutout from the look of it. <laughs> I'm in Fred Wildlife Preserve, which sadly um, has closed, uh, like a lot of other music venues in this town. Um, shall we say farewell and mention our names and who the hell we are? And we did not introduce ourselves earlier on. <laughs> we no, I did don't not. Think did. I think we just dove in. We just yeah. dove right in. Um, I'm Tony, um, and you can find me on Twitter at Tony K Writer, T O N Y. K-A-Y-W-R-I-T-E-R and I'm also on the Facebooks and the Instagram and stuff. Um, what about the rest of you? I'm Cody. You can find me at City of Geek Cody on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, all that good shit. And yeah. Uh, I'm Kim. You can find me on Twitter at Seattle Screams. Uh, also on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, or our Facebook group, 100 Days of Horror, where you can help join in for our 30 days of quarantine, if you so desire. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. And finally, I am Bob Foster. Uh, my microphone is Bob Foster. Sorry about that. Uh, or, I do cdv.com, as, as all of us work, right, uh, work for. Uh, I say work, but no, let's get paid. Um, and, uh, air quotes. Work. <laughs> air quotes. Work, work. Uh, but the Twitter's <laughs> at cdvgeek. Um, and uh, expect a bunch of stuff here soon once we get caught up with stuff. Uh, and our normal reviews, podcasts, etc. etc. Kim put up a review for um, a Pepsi Jane Doe the other day, which is cool. Yeah, I'm trying to focus on stuff that you can watch via streaming, so expect a couple more. The, uh, if you're a first time listener, thank you for, for listening in and thank you for you know uh, liking us recently. Uh, if you're a long time listener, thank you, Eric and Jennifer. Um, and, <laughs> both uh, the greatest. <laughs> Yay. We'll see you guys next time, and uh, I'll, I'll post uh, about watching Veronica and see if anyone wants to join me for that. All right. Thank you, cool. guys. All right. Thank you. Is closed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.